0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of my podcast, Brazilian Polyglot. This is the third episode of our third season, Living English, where I interview a native speaker of English to discuss about a topic non-related to language learning. The objective of these episodes is to help you improve your listening comprehension and your overall knowledge of the world, as you will learn about many different topics and broaden your horizons at the same time that you learn new vocabulary and get exposure to English. I just wanna remind you that I am on Instagram as Brazilian Polyglot and I go by the same name on YouTube. So if you wanna learn an effective way of studying English and being able to communicate better, stay tuned in my content. And if you want my help to guide you on this path of learning English, make sure you check out my online language school, Brazilian Polyglot School, or BPS. In my school, I offer you all the tools you need to improve your listening, reading, writing, and especially speaking, as I guide you through the process of becoming fluent in English. To learn more about BPS, just click the link to my website down below. Today we are here with Nayeli Hernandez, a Mexican who moved to Canada when she was only four years old and who is currently working in the aviation industry. Nayeli is going to share some insights about this intriguing and exciting life of hers. We are basically going to learn about the pros and cons of being a flight attendant. So, Nayeli, thank you very much for accepting my invite to be part of this podcast. How's it going?
1: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And I am really happy to participate. We are going to be talking about a lot of fun facts.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. So first thing, first off, first things first. Yeah, I want to share with you like this sort of stereotype that I assume I have about flight attendants. Okay, I'm gonna be honest here, okay? Yeah, that's I hope f-
1: that's what we're here for.
0: <laughs> I hope some of the, not, not I hope, I think some of the audience might resonate with that too. So When I think about the life of a flight attendant, the first thing that comes to my mind is, oh, these guys have such an easy life. They're just traveling. They're visiting so many countries for free. Is that true? It is true and it is also false.
1: (laughs) So definitely that brings up um, one of the main pros of being a uh, flight attendant is that we literally get paid to travel the world, but it is not as easy as what people think, because it does come with a lot of challenges, a lot of sacrifice, and a lot of um, hard work (laughs) that we have to put in, in order to be able to keep up with this, this lifestyle. It's not I wouldn't call it just a, a, a job or a profession. It, it's literally a lifestyle. So yes, uh, definitely pro, no, uh, pro number one, we do get paid to travel the world. I, To be honest with you, I have lost count of how many cities and countries I've been to. <laughs> um, and I've been to places that I've never imagined that I was going to visit one day. Um, but it does come with some
0: <laughs> with some
1: challenges,
0: right? To- totally, totally. And as everything in life, right? Everything yeah. has its ups and downs. Yeah. So this reminded me of a question that I wanted to ask you. Um, I mean, I probably assume that you like traveling, and this was one of the reasons that made you choose this profession. Was it the main reason or was there something else?
1: Yes, that is the main reason. And it is the main reason why most people who work in in this industry decide to to fly. That's the main, I guess, their main goal is to uh, be able to discover and travel more. However, it is not for everybody. And that's why most people, quit after some time. Um, And this takes me to talk about my first con and it is that in order to do this job, you do have to spend a lot of time away from home. So sometimes you do have to um, spend Christmas away from your family, spend anniversaries, birthdays, special occasions, and I believe you and I were talking about
0: this uh, the other day it mm-hmm. was, uh, was was it Father's Day in Brazil recently? right, yeah, we are recording this episode now on August 13th so Father's Day was just what uh, five days ago yeah six days ago mm-hmm. yes and and you were saying that you had to um,
1: you, sa- you had to sacrifice that time in order to uh, work on on your business on on your online school uh, to be able to bring the best content, and you had to, I, I guess, postpone that that um, special day with your father. And that's why I don't consider this to only as a as a con, but also as a pro. And this is the reason why this is also a pro. I, I see it as something positive because it makes you realize that it's not the, the, the day or the special occasion that you're present with your family or your significant person. It's the quality time that you dedicate to your people that matters. And it just makes you value and appreciate
0: that, much, that even more. Wow, totally. I couldn't agree more. You know what? This is exactly what I told my father when I couldn't spend Father's Day with him last Sunday, you know, and he totally understands and he supports me. So, yeah, I see you. And to be honest, when I shared with you the first pro you know, this, so I think this is the biggest stereotype that we have about the aviation industry, you know, that you guys get paid to travel all over the world. But I also thought about the first con, you know, exactly what you've mentioned, what you've just said, that um, you spend too much time away from home. I mean, I don't know if I, if I say too much time, but you cannot control the Days that you will spend away from home if these days fall on a special occasion or something like that, right? So, but it's just part of the job, yeah, yeah, I mean, it does it does become better with time because
1: most uh, main airlines do work with a seniority system. so um of course, at the beginning when you're new, you are you have to accept anything that is assigned to you. so you do have to do all these. Um, this flying that other um, colleagues that are senior to you don't want to do right but when you when you start um, growing in the company and you become you gain some seniority then you you are able to build your own schedule and um, select your flights and that's when it becomes easier and more flexible and that's when you can work the amount of hours that you want, uh, work the days that you want, and spend all the time (laughs) that you want with your family.
0: Mm -hmm. But you know what? This also makes me think What about these special days that we've mentioned, Christmas? I don't know about, I don't know if in Canada, New Year is considered a really special date as it is in Brazil. You know, New Year is a big thing in Brazil. (laughs) So I don't know, you want to get together with your friends or Mother's Day or Father's Day or wedding anniversary. I don't know, your child, your nephew, niece's, birthday, anything. What happens if all the team, I mean, if all the members of the crew want to take a day off on that specific day, because it's a special date, I mean, it's not possible for everyone to be off on Christmas, right? That's correct, you're right. um,
1: We build our schedules a month in advance, so we do send our requests or preferences, and then The company will send us what was awarded to us based on our seniority, our language qualifications, et cetera. So a lot of things come in play when you are assigned to certain flights. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so you do know a month in advance what uh, your next month is going to look like.
0: So that is also great. And like you said, if you are a beginner, I don't know if we use, we probably don't use this word in aviation, right? When you don't have much experience, when you've, when you've just. Yeah, so, so when you are in a new hire, um, we call them junior. <laughs> oh, a junior. Juniors, yes. Interesting. So if you were a junior, you cannot choose not to work on Christmas for two years in a row, for example, you know, because you haven't reached that point of selectiveness yet. Exactly.
1: So you don't have that advantage, but you can still um, send your preferences and they will try to award the best schedule that they can award you but of course you you won't be able to um, get those days off Uh, for me it took me four years before I could hold Christmas and New Year's Eve off
0: wow so yeah I was gonna ask you how long have you been in this industry again five years five Five years years now wow Wow, that is so cool. Nayeli, tell us, how was your first year as a flight attendant? I mean, everything was new. How was it? What did you feel? Yeah, everything
1: was new. Um, it was very exciting. I I did a lot of, um, I made a lot of new friends. I met a lot of people. Um, it was a challenge, definitely, because we do have to work um, through different time zones. So sometimes when you come back home, uh, you're jet lagged and it takes you some time to recover. I wasn't used to that. I, could, I Sometimes I couldn't fall asleep. I couldn't get enough rest for the next flight. Uh, so I was very tired. Um, we are also exposed to a lot of illnesses on board. So we do get sick a lot. On our first year, but then after that, on your second year, you don't get sick anymore. I think we just become Im- immune. <laughs> so, yes, I did get sick um, quite a few times during my first year of flying, but it was it was also it was a blast. it was it was so much
0: fun. <laughs> Would you consider this as a, the second con, maybe? I mean, how vulnerable you become, especially in the first year, especially in the beginning. You know, in terms of health and uh, being able to adapt.
1: Yes, that is definitely a con because um, if if you're new to this and you you were not expecting this these changes, it does affect your body. It does ex, uh, affect your um, your cycle, your lifestyle, your diet. It does affect your diet as well. I did gain a lot of weight, and it it can be stressful, but there comes a point where you start to um, take some decisions to you start to organize your time, you start to develop healthy habits, you start to learn how to meal prep, how to adapt your sleep schedule, and everything becomes better after
0: that. Sure. As everything in life, right? (laughs) After practice, and with time, everything gets better. Yeah, I was gonna ask you something else. Every time I travel, you know, I put myself in the flight attendant's shoes. I really do. (laughs) I look at the crew and I think to myself, um, I mean, these guys, do they get tired of saying the same thing over and over again now we are going to we are going to give you the instructions what was it that we safety demo safety demo safety right you have you have to repeat that script every single time you have to you know sometimes they show a video sometimes there is a a member of the crew that is demonstrating how to apply the mask in case there is a lack of oxygen and all that kind of stuff well you know what that's actually one of my favorite things really <laughs> Yeah, so,
1: some some crew members hate it, but in, in my case, I do enjoy it. So it depends on the aircraft that you're flying on. Some of our aircrafts are pretty old and there are no screens. So there is a crew member that has to read the safety demonstration and the rest of the crew has to demonstrate it with uh, the life jacket and the oxygen mask and the belt, uh, everything is manual. So I actually enjoy reading those safety instructions. Um, And then there's other aircrafts where we do, of course, um, are newer. So they have screens and a video is, uh, and then we have other aircraft where of course we do have a screen at each seat and we can just play the video for the passengers uh, to watch the safety demonstration. And we just have to stand any aisle for any questions
0: (laughs) oh yeah this is something else that it always that always comes to my mind every time I travel I feel like oh poor crew member They are there demonstrating the safety instructions, which is something that recurring passengers already know. So sometimes I hear like, even if you are a recurring passenger, please pay attention to the instructions (laughs) because I feel like nobody cares. You guys are there explaining, explaining because it's necessary. So, I mean, I feel like a singer who is performing in front of an audience who is, you know, performing on a show and nobody's listening, nobody's paying attention. I I, I wonder if that's kind of frustrating or you don't really care, you just, you know, accept well, part of it, the process.
1: For me, well, yeah, of course, we do have a lot of frequent flyers and they know this um, script by, by heart. <laughs> Sometimes they know it better than us, but um, there's, Not everybody is a frequent flyer on board, so we do have to do it every time. It's one of our main protocols uh, that we do have to uh, make sure is done before we take off. Um, And it doesn't really bother me that people don't listen, but it does bother me if they are talking or distracting other passengers while we do it. So if that happens, I will politely ask them to please uh, remain silent while we finish the demonstration.
0: Wow. And you know what I noticed? You have such a such a, an interesting vocabulary, you know, you need to be careful with the words as you address the passenger, right? So That's correct, yeah. please, sir, be quiet. No, you would no. never say that to a quiet, to a client. Yeah.
1: Never, never. No, of course, of course, we do choose our words, but we when it comes to safety, when it, that's two different, completely separate things um, on board. We have safety and we have service. So the way we address a customer or a passenger when we are serving them, it's not the same way as we address them when we are talking about a safety measure or a safety protocol. So if that person is not respecting, um, the safety protocol, we do have to be firm. We're, we're still polite and un, understanding and we try to be as, um, as nice as we can, but we do have to be firm with them at that point.
0: Wow. Okay. There, there are some situations that crossed my mind in that matter. You know, I think uh, one of them has already happened to me. For example, I was, (laughs) I I had my tray table down and I think the flight, I think the plane was landing or something, I don't remember. And then I yeah. forgot to put it up, yeah, put up the, mm-hmm. the tray table and the, the crew member approached me. So, excuse me, ma'am, can you please put up a tray table? And I was also on my phone. But the thing is, when I'm on my phone and sometimes I know it's bad, I know I can't. But, be, mm-hmm. you know, when the flight is starting to take off and I forget to turn off the Wi-Fi, I can of feel scared because i know that it's not allowed i feel like what if this thing explodes just because i am connected to wi-fi (laughs) and sometimes i have a feeling that you guys notice when someone is still connected to wi-fi you know and then they also approached me so excuse me ma'am can you please blah blah blah, the wi-fi and then the phone so honestly it's not a major safety issue (laughs) that's
1: a myth um but it is yes it is Prohibited because it can cause um, interference with the um, radio system and, and that uh, pi- that the pilots have in the flight deck. So that's why, because we don't want them to have any interference during takeoff or landing. But it's nothing that will jeopardize the safety of the flight.
0: Oh, jeopardize the safety of the flight. What an incredible chunk of language, huh? Very nice. What about smoking? You guys are very firm in this instruction, right? It is not allowed to smoke on board. And are there any passengers who actually disobey this rule and try to smoke in the restroom, in the bathroom?
1: There are, there are. And I have caught some of them. Um, so this happens especially during long flights, um because some some passengers, of course, if you're a regular smoker and you you know you're used to have you used to have a cigarette every two or three hours. and and you know all, already the the process of going through an airport and flying for for um for a passenger can be really stressful when you don't do when you're not used to that when you don't do it as often. so. The stress plus the um, the length of the flight can bring some passengers to want to break some rules. So, yes, I have caught some passengers um, smoking in the washrooms. We call them lavatories on board. That's what we call them in the lavatory. And that is a very serious um. It is considered a very serious offense, and they do get a warning for that. And in some cases, when they don't comply, they are met by authorities when we land at our destination.
0: Wow. met They are met by authorities. Yes. Wow. What is the worst case scenario that you have encountered in one of your flights in terms of disrespecting the the, the law and the orders? I would say, you know,
1: unruly passengers, uh, just people that become aggressive um, or just two passengers wanting to um, fight each other. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so that 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 is very dangerous um, because it can it can escalate into a bigger situation. So when something like that happens, we try to, you know, separate them um we try to manage the situation as soon as possible of course we give them a warning and um yeah we just we just try to de-escalate the situation before um it uh, brings up any consequences sure. and you know it, it can all and it, it, it can also be a distraction for any for something else we never know so we always have to be aware of our surroundings and um that's another thing where people, I, I feel like another con of this profession is that people underestimate us a lot or not underestimate us. That wouldn't be the right word. I think they just have assumptions or um, assumptions about us where they think we are just there to serve them food and drinks. And, and that's normal because that's, what we show them that's what we're supposed to show them they don't see all the safety aspect of this job, but really we are highly trained in safety, and that is our main focus when we show up to work. So um, it, it is normal that people that people just see that aspect of the job, but really service is secondary and safety is our number one priority. Um, so yes, yeah, so sometimes people have um, this assumption about us. Um, but like I said, it is normal because that is what they they see, and that that's what they're supposed to see. You know, we we are there to take care of safety, and they're they're there to enjoy their flight.
0: <laughs> you know what? A few years ago, I met a flight, not a flight attendant. I I had this classmate when I was in school, and uh, yeah, he was studying, he was taking the letters course to become an English teacher, but at the same time he was doing, he was taking the course to become a flight attendant. And he told me that the main goal, the main objective of this profession is to help a passenger if the plane falls. I don't know if I'm being too too simplistic in my definition, but this is what I remember that he told me. So I was like, wow, and it's like you said, it's not what comes to our mind when we think of the flight attendant first, you know? But that is that actually makes sense, yeah?
1: Yes, that is correct. We don't always talk about it because it's not something that is likely to occur, but in case of a crash, uh, or an or an emergency incident, we are trained on how to evacuate an aircraft in ninety seconds. Um, so we're not only trained on that, we're trained and we're you know we're firefighters or uh, firefighters on board. We're
0: are you trained to survive in the water?
1: Yes, we do train on um, water landings um as well. We train with um the uh, slide, the slide rafts that uh, some uh, aircrafts are equipped with, um, everything we, every possible scenario that you can imagine, we train on.
0: Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, Nayeli, I really enjoyed our conversation. We could go on and on and on. You know, just thinking about the pros and cons and asking you questions and I'm sure everyone would love to ask one of these questions to a flight attendant you know every time we travel I look at you guys and I think wow what is this life like you know anyways thank you very much I really appreciate you sharing a little bit of your time and your experience with us thank you thank you for having me it was my pleasure.
1: And uh, yes, it's true. There, there, there is a lot to talk about on this topic, and maybe we can continue another a part two <laughs> eventually.
0: Sure, exactly. That's what I what I had in mind too. Well, that was it for today, guys. If you have enjoyed this episode, remember to check my other content and don't hesitate to contact me if you have any suggestions or comments about the podcast. I will be more than glad to hear from you. Take care and I'll see you next time.